So I have about 10 minutes to kill. And um, I really want to start pointing out people who really get Bitcoin um, and the arguments that they bring um, to convince my, you, know, you or me or whoever that, uh, that they're right. Now, I want to point out this one guy named Brett Scott. And I've read, you know, a little bit of his blog. And I read one of his posts recently where he said he was early to Bitcoin. And he even um, has a blog post out there, um, not shilling Bitcoin, but but saying that Bitcoin could be a solution, like a private money or something that could work. And this was, I guess, in the early days. And he, he starts off one tweet thread saying, you know, after 10 years or something, I finally understand Bitcoin, what it is. Um, and you know, this is kind of the rabbit hole that I myself went through where, uh, I, I, I was always skeptical of Bitcoin in the beginning, but, um, but I didn't dig too deep. Um, and I always thought, I always knew it was just a gamble, but when I eventually became interested in learning more about the essence of it and how it really worked, and I'll be honest, I don't understand all of the math and all of the cryptography and all of those technical details, but I figure, I think that I have a pretty good understanding of the essence of Bitcoin in general. Um, so, so, but there's people that are way smarter than me. And um, this guy has some really good takes. His name is Brett Scott. And he's got, so, he's got several good Twitter threads. And one is about one is about uh, in Bitcoin and inflation, and there's another one out there too, but I'm going to basically just read this one, uh, one tweet thread. And I guess these tweet threads come from um, blog posts that expand. Well, no, it went to... Uh, I don't know if I, so I, I, I didn't close the app, but I opened up my browser here. Okay, good. It's still there. Okay, let's see if I can read it. Um, when a bank creates money, it doesn't issue. Oh man, this app, it's just like, this app is so buggy. So it allowed me to do this before where I would, um, you know, not close out of Colin, but go to like a, a browser and I could read something at the same time. But now apparently it's, it's immediately putting me on mute when I, when I do that for some reason. Um, so I, unfortunately I can't, I can't read it. Maybe I'll just try to describe, um, uh, uh, what it says, um, <laughs> but it basically saying in the first part, at least, at least that Bitcoin is created out of thin air, just like a bank creates dollars out of thin air. And uh, it doesn't Bitcoin has this this protocol that tells you that you have to um, uh, go spend some energy somewhere uh, to, to achieve this reward, because the energy has nothing to do with uh, the product that you're producing. Or, or the Bitcoin that you're getting rewarded. I like to think of it as, um, and unfortunately, this is not going to be, you know, the original 
what I want to do in here, but because <laughs> this app. Uh, I just kind of have to have like another computer open or something in the future. Um, but it used to be, used to be able to do this, so I think this is a downgrade. But anyways, you're you're creating it out of nothing. You're creating it out of thin air, and um, it has something to do. So this idea of creating it out of thin air, it has something to do with not um, having a significant cost going into producing it. But Bitcoin, Bitcoiners and Bitcoin confuses the hell out of people. Why? Because they have to expend energy and computer resources to get the Bitcoin. So these Bitcoiners have been brainwashed. They've been conned. You've been conned if you think there's an actual cost to creating Bitcoin. There's actually no cost because I like to describe it as the protocol um, just dictates certain rules of a game. You're playing a game. And if you happen to expend real resources on this game to acquire this token, um, it feels like, it looks like, and you convince yourself if you're a miner, that there's a floor price of Bitcoin, that you should you should have a floor price of Bitcoin and you should be be paid this much at least for your Bitcoin because you're not going to, you're not going to just expend a bunch of resources and create this Bitcoin uh, for nothing. You're not going to do this to, to um, not profit. You're not going to do this to lose money. Ideally, you're going to do this to make money. But the problem is, is that that's an illusion. Like there's lots of people who expend their time and make products, right? That's why we see failed businesses. We see businesses go out of out of business, we see businesses lose money. All of this means is that this was wasted, right? This was wasted energy. It didn't work out. I mean, look at BlockFi. How many how many millions of dollars did BlockFi um, did BlockFi um, um, acquire, like raise, right, to build their business? And you know, maybe they maybe they uh, were able to make some people wealthy. Maybe some people were able to, to exit out of that equity in some of those rounds, I'm guessing. You know, maybe the founders were able to sell part of their equity. Um, I bet you they were. Um, but, you know, a lot of the early employees probably had options and those are just going to disappear. And a lot of equity holders are going to get wiped out if they haven't actually found someone to flip it to. Um, but think about all of that work, all of that energy spent, all of those lives you know, creating BlockFi and to come to this moment, you know, today where they're getting bailed out at really cheap, you know, cheap prices. Uh, founders are going to be wiped out of their equity ownership of BlockFi. Um, so they're losing money. Like they made some bad trades. We found ourselves in a bear market of Bitcoin and it's gone. Poof. And why did I bring that up? <laughs> I even forgot. Uh, oh, so uh, expenditure of resources doesn't mean that you're going to win. Expenditure of resources. If you go dig up a hole and then you fill it back up, you've done work. You know, you've, you've, you've labored, right? Should you be paid for that? Well, depends on the reason why you're, why you think you should get paid. Like, why would, that's not a productive thing. Like digging up a hole and then filling it back up, you're, you're back to where you started. The people who started BlockFi, right? They raised a bunch of money. And then they just lost it in the market. They made some bad deals. They made some bad trades. Um, they had a bad business. 
they 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 um they relied on trust too much they acted like a bank that didn't have anybody to bail them out and they lent too much money they took some too many too many risky bets uh and so now they're back to where they started in the beginning where the equity is basically worth zero uh and they have nothing to show for it like the business currently right now is worth zero well bitcoin is is along the same lines you might you might have to expend your own resources time energy computing resources capital labor uh you know energy you might have to waste a bunch of this stuff to, to acquire this thing called bitcoin but the bitcoin itself is nothing like it's not a commodity i think and this is the other con and it's the other con that really um it allows Bitcoin to perpetuate because people believe this thing is a commodity. How can a thing be a commodity that's tr- that's that's that needs that functionally like dissect what Bitcoin is? It's just some ledger, right? It, and it has to be current. It has to always be mined. It has to current always be mined, twenty four seven mining, right? Or to reference this this ledger. And you can't really own it because you can't own a number, right? Um, this thing depends on miners constantly mining uh, for it to even exist 24-7. Like your Bitcoin that might have been mined, you know, uh, two years ago, it still relies on the current mining today, even if you're just holding it in cold storage. How can, how can anyone say that this could be a commodity, that this is like a raw material thing that that is useful that it's it's tangible right it's not tangible it's not you can't possess it you can't own it so in in what realm do, do people label this a commodity i think that that what happened here is that they created this futures product out of this thing and it's not a real commodity but they created a futures um market out of it and who regulates futures futures is a derivative place futures is a derivative place so the cftc regulates um futures the futures derivative market they technically don't even regulate really the spot market now some people say that they do by nature of futures and that they they but i don't think they regulate like um i think technically they don't really have purview over uh over just commodities in general that their their deal is with derivatives of that their deal is with with futures you know and and I guess um, uh, options. No, I guess you can't. I don't know. Can you have an option on a, on a commodity? Um, I guess you could. Why? Why not? Right. Um, so maybe they would regulate that because they think they regulate anything that's a derivative of a of a commodity. But Bitcoin's not a real commodity. And I think that the CFTC, to the extent that they're going to regulate all futures. Um, I guess you could throw in Bitcoin for them to regulate. I think that's how people thought of Bitcoin as commodities because if the CFTC was regulating this futures product on top of Bitcoin or what, you know, based off of Bitcoin, supposedly. And and then people thought, well, oh, it's a, it must be a commodity if the CFTC is regulating the futures product. No, that's not true. CFTC is regulating the futures because that's what they do. They regulate futures. They regulate derivative products and, and the futures is a derivative product. So in my opinion, it just sort of defaulted to this idea that people thought, oh, Bitcoin must be a commodity because if they don't or they really don't want it to be a security. I mean, this is the last thing that these people want it to be. But 
why, you know, the CFTC needs to come out and explain how something that depends on a ledger, right, this virtual ledger and requires 24-7 mining for this thing even to exist. How can that be a commodity? How can something that's just basically a number, right? How can you own a number? How, how can you say that, that that gives you legal rights to this thing? How can something be a commodity that's not even tangible? I, I do concede that things that are intangible can be property, right? Like um, IP rights, stuff like that, or, or some kind of um, art or computer program, right? There's, there's, um, there's either patents, there's patent law, but there's also um, copyright law on things. And this is like, um, you know, you're not allowed to copyright everything. Like you can't actually own a number. You can't say that I own this number and pick a, pick a random long number out of a hat. They won't allow you to do that. Uh, that's, that's just, um, yeah, so you can't own some things. And I think that Bitcoin, you really can't own. And I think that they've, I think some of these Bitcoiners have, have mangled with the, the property laws and tried to fix like this, this, um, uniform, you know, commercial code, I think is what it's called to include Bitcoin after the fact, because they, they real I think that they might realize that, that you really can't own it. So they just tried to make it, push it in there, uh, so that you could, but, but I'm getting a little bit off topic here. Uh, I, I think that, I think that, um, and I couldn't read this tweet because Colin wouldn't let me go, go to my uh, Safari browser. Uh, but, but at the end of the day, I think that the Bitcoiners, they don't focus on the essence of what Bitcoin is. They don't, they don't see that it's created out of thin air, just like um, the dollar is. And the mining part is a con. The mining part gives the illusion that you're actually expending resources. Now, I realize you are expending resources, but it's illusionary because you're expending resources to get basically nothing. And this thing, it's not just what you spend on it to acquire it. It's that when you trade Bitcoin into the market, it's not a commodity. It's not useful. And it's the same thing as, as trading an unbacked dollar that you were, that you would, that you got, um, for free because it was created out of thin air. It's basically allows you to claim real resources in the, in the r- real world, uh, and give them Bitcoin or dollars where those dollars and Bitcoin are not backed by anything. They're not really useful themselves. And so it's, it perpetuates the same kind of theft that newly created dollars does in the market. So I don't really care that the protocol of Bitcoin says that you have to, you know, go mine, go mine, um, Bitcoin and spend it, you know, a bunch of resources. Now the very beginning, now, if you go back and look at the very beginning of Bitcoin, um, it's easier to understand this because in the very beginning of Bitcoin, hardly anybody was mining except Satoshi and a few of his buddies, you know, in the early days. And it, it costs nothing back then. And so how do you square that with today? Why does it cost more today? Well, because the difficulty went up, more people are mining it, more people are competing only because the price of Bitcoin is up. But it costs virtually nothing to get Bitcoin in the early days. And a lot more Bitcoin was coming out. I mean, uh, you had, uh, it's, it's the reward cycle has been halved every four years. 
And so you had a lot more reward rewarded Bitcoin in the very beginning of Bitcoin than you do today. Um, and that's also part of the Ponzi nature of this, this whole thing. But, you know, why can't the Bitcoiners explain? They just assume it's a commodity. You know, every time I hear Nick Carter talk, he just, oh, it's a commodity. I mean, ex- please explain your logic. How, how is this thing a commodity uh, in the, tr- you know, traditional sense? Now, I, I, I am amendable to maybe a different definition of a commodity. And I even went to Wikipedia or Investopedia and it said a commodity could even be something that humans produce, like a, a chip that goes into a computer. You know, and this isn't of the earth, but it is tangible. And they said something like, well, it has to be uniform and it has to basically be this thing that people buy to make, make the computer. And um, and so they said that this could be a commodity. Now, now okay, yeah, maybe this, this basic thing like a computer chip uh, could be a commodity. Um, but, a com- you know, but a computer chip is actually useful. <laughs> It's actually useful. So the so the work, energy, and production that it takes to go to create this thing isn't isn't just a waste. It's to produce something useful. Um, and Bitcoin has none of those those things. It's not useful for anything. Um, and you know, just being able to give it to somebody else isn't enough of a usefulness, in my opinion. But these Bitcoiners, they hate the dollar, right? They hate that it's created out of thin air. And yet they can't see the very fact that all of these cryptos are also created out of thin air. Again, they get hung up on mining. They really think that this is this is like um, that that this makes sense. Like the mining gives it gives it a it gives it a a floor. It makes it hard to get. That doesn't matter. It's art. Well, number one, it's artificially linked to the protocol. This thing is not of nature. This thing is just you know, it, it's just, it's just put together by the, 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 you know, by the Satoshi guy who created it, but it doesn't mean anything. It's artificial. It's artificially linked. And again, it doesn't matter that you go dig a hole and fill it back up, which is basically what the miners are doing to produce Bitcoin. They're just wasting energy and resources, um, to create this thing. To give the, I think it's a con. I think it's an illusion of you work for something, you spend all this energy and capital and money to produce Bitcoin, so you you think it has a price. It's a con. It's a way to sort of bootstrap a price. And I read this. I read this idea. I think it was by this guy too. Uh, bootstrapping a price, giving it some kind of price, uh, an illusion that yeah, it should be worth something. Um, and I've been thinking about how to bootstrap prices on cryptos for a while now. Uh, but yeah, this is a, this is a pretty good, pretty good way, uh, I guess. Um, so, so I think it, I think it's a big con. I think it just confuses people about Bitcoin's real value, which is basically zero. Um, it also wastes resources, which I don't like. Um, but I think the biggest thing I don't like about it is the fact that it cons people into believing this thing is worth acquiring. This thing has some kind of value. This thing should be worth something. Um, that's what I I really don't like about it. <laughs> Beyond the fact that it wastes precious resources and energy when we have an energy scarcity environment uh, and energy prices are going up, 
And the fact that these Bitcoiners are now, you know, bribing politicians in, in, you know, Texas, I live in Texas, they're bribing the ERCOT grid, which is our grid operator. Uh, I don't like any of that. I don't like the fact that they're getting cuddling up to like Ted Cruz and all these politicians um, to secure an injury, energy at subsidized prices. You know, I don't like that. But um, but more so, I think it's a con perpetrated by the Bitcoiners um, to pretend like what they have is scarce, to pretend like there's, there's a lot of work to do to get this thing. No, I mean, if the code has changed, all this mining crap goes away. If the code's changed, all of this stuff goes away. They just have to change the code and make it easier to mine or, or whatever. Put it on proof of stake you know, like Ethereum wants to. Um, and, and it could go away. Uh, but, you know, maybe that changes their security model. Sure. I'll, I'll give them that. It doesn't give Bitcoin value itself. And it doesn't mean that Bitcoin isn't created out of thin air. In my opinion, is created out of thin air. But, um, and if you create something out of thin air, it usually means it's nothing, right? It usually means it can't be a commodity because the work that went into create Bitcoin, the energy spent and the computing resources spent again are arbitrary. They're put together with the Bitcoin protocol by human people. One does not really create the other. It's just artificially together gives this illusion that the work is actually creating the Bitcoin, but the protocol gives you the Bitcoin out of thin air, just assigns it to whoever wins the block. Um, so the real re resources don't really produce this thing. It's completely created out of thin air. What they've done is figured out how to distribute it in a lottery-like fashion, how to pretend like the, there's a lot of work and energy used to create this thing, how to pretend like it should have some kind of a floor, pretend like it's actually valuable, because why would people be doing this activity if Bitcoin wasn't great and valuable. Well, the only reason why they do that is because the price is where it is. Um, and they think it's going to continue on its Ponzi-like journey. Um, so that's why they're doing it. They're speculating and, and you know, you combine energy, um, energy, energy, um, big power um, trading, right? Basically, they're power traders. These Bitcoin miners are able to lock in these low rates of power. And we know that power will spike when there's a scarcity event, like in Texas. Um, and we know that the grid is becoming less reliable with more renewables on this grid. And so they're having to participate in things called demand response. They can't, they can't figure out supply. So they have to, um, basically match demand, which means they have to yank every, all these retailers off the power grid. And, you know, these Bitcoiners are just saying, Hey, look at me, I can power down, la, 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 la. Well, you know, hospitals can't power down and people can't afford to pay these crazy high rates whenever we have a scarcity event. But the Bitcoiners love it because they can just flip these power contracts on the market and make money power trading. So, you know, if I were if I wanted to be like a little Enron in power trade, I basically this is what the mistake these stupid Bitcoin miners made is they're all they're all uh, in trouble right now. Because they're Bitcoiners, because they levered up on Bitcoin, because they never sold the Bitcoin that they mined, right? So I get it. Like you're a Bitcoin miner, you think Bitcoin's going up, you don't really want to sell the Bitcoin that you're making, because you know, number one, if you if you all hold on, they all think it's going to a million. But but beyond that, you know, you don't want to really sell something that you you hope is going up. That's your whole business. 
But these Bitcoin miners made a fatal mistake. Somebody should have been on the board of one of these Bitcoin mining companies telling them, you should be selling into this strength. You shouldn't be hodling the Bitcoin like every other every other Bitcoin miner. You should be selling this stuff because now they're having to sell all now when the prices are depressed. Um, and they got levered up. They got, you know, they, they, they took out loans based off their equipment, I, I heard. They took out loans based off the Bitcoin at these ridiculously high interest rates that some of these lenders provide. Um, they levered up and maybe they did that because they have to raise as much money. I don't know. I'm, I'm not an expert on the mining business at all, but I'm speculating. But if I were me, I'd be playing the long-term power trading game. I would be basically, I wouldn't give a shit about Bitcoin or where it's going. I would just basically be using Bitcoin as an excuse to buy lo- to buy power low at these contracts, just wait for a scarcity event in energy because it's going to happen, and then flip these contracts when it gets high make my money that way. And along the way, while I'm just waiting for this event to happen in energy, I am mining Bitcoin, making sure that I'm mining Bitcoin, you know, at profit, selling it into the market to cover my expenses. And I just want to stay, I just, you know, I want to make a little bit of profit here, pay some expenses. I don't care about Bitcoin. I'm not, I'm not making a prediction on the price of Bitcoin. I'm making the prediction on the price of electricity. Uh, eventually having these huge scarcity events where you can you can flip power contracts and make a shit ton of money during these events. That's what that's that that would be the Bitcoin mining company that I would create and I would run or that I would <laughs> I would, you know, convince people to go do some some hardcore research on. Uh, I wonder if any of the Bitcoin miners do that. Like but but all, every every Bitcoin miner that I've seen I've I've heard of speak is so long Bitcoin. They're just they're, they're, they're these hodlers. These these people that think Bitcoin's going to the moon, and that's fine. But they're being stupid about it, and that they're not selling any of the Bitcoin. They're just keeping it on their balance sheet. Uh, they're they're pledging it for additional loans. That's leverage, right? And I don't see any of these Bitcoiners talking about how that's not leverage. They talk about BlockFi rehypothecating, you know, but they never talk about. Has have any of them ever talked about? Well, these Bitcoin miners are are super leveraged. You know, these Bitcoiners want to blame these other cryptocurrencies for bringing down the price of Bitcoin. They, you know, they're 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 out there right now talking about how all these other cryptos are Ponzi's, and because Bitcoin is the best, you know, reserve asset, it was used in all these Ponzi schemes, and people lend out their their Bitcoin on BlockFi and Celsius, and then these companies, you know, did some some over leveraging stuff to try to make yield. So basically blame it on, blame it on these other companies like that, that have other cryptos, blame it on other cryptocurrencies, calling them Ponzi's, but they don't even look at their own house. You know, these Bitcoin miners are mining Bitcoin and they're levered up to the tits, right? They're, they're, they're taking loans on their miners. They're taking loans on their Bitcoin. They're not selling their Bitcoin when the price spikes, you know, into strength. They're just, um, they're just having to dump it in a fire sale when the price goes down because uh, they're 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 getting margin called on all these stupid loans they took out. Uh, so they're they're not they're playing very short games and they're acting like a typical stupid Bitcoiner that that thinks that Bitcoin's going to the moon uh, instead of playing the long term. You know, trying to play it a different way. I'd I'd be playing the power market. I'd be a power trader. Um, but you know, they say that so the power trading stuff I've heard mentioned before some of the Bitcoin, you know, research people, but they don't make it their main thing. Like they, they just say it's a side of benefit. Oh yeah. You can be in power trade and it helps lower your cost of Bitcoin. And it helps, 
know, acquire more Bitcoin in the long run. And we never want to sell the Bitcoin. Well, these people are stupid. These people are going to be run out of the market eventually. Um, they should be just, they should be power trading. And I'm sure there's, there's probably some that are doing that, but you know, most of the people that get into Bitcoin mining, they love Bitcoin. They're, they're hardcore Bitcoiners. I want to see some people who get into Bitcoin who hate Bitcoin like me. <laughs> I hate Bitcoin, but I would definitely become a Bitcoin miner to power trade because I think it's going to be super, super, um, profitable in the long run. If you just focus on your core business of power trading, like an Enron, and I'm not saying this is a good thing for the grid. I'm saying that the way the grid is set up now, this is what this incentivizes, this power trading stuff that Enron did. And it screws retail, but you have to change the structure of the grid um, to change how this operates. And unfortunately, we're going to have to see Bitcoiners ruin the grid. We're going to have to see people power trading and, and screwing up our grid before anything is done to change the structure of the grid. Um, so what people do is they look at the structure of an environment and conditions and they see an opportunity like this and they start trading power because they can't, because it's set up this way and they can, they can make a lot of money, uh, screwing retail people. <laughs> um, anyways, that's, I got off topic there, but that's all I, that's all I want to say for now. So, um, I have to go. Oh, thanks.